It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, Joe Petonio, he's number 10 in our 32 for 32, the highest rated offensive lineman in the list. Bull, yes. I know you're looking up your list right now. Where did you have Betonio? And do you think 10 is too low for a guy who admittedly is not the 10th best player on this team? But I think he was at number 10 for our list because of positional value of so, any guard. Even though his positional value is not that big. And now, of course, I can't remember exactly where my file is that I have this. So, oh, I got it. Um, but I had Batonio higher than I would have most guards. I actually have Joel Batonio as the fourth most important player on the Browns. All right, explain that, because I would argue he should be a little bit lower than this. Okay. Wait, do you, lower than 10 yeah. or lower than four? Lower than 10. Interesting. It, he's a tricky one because the position okay. on its own is not valuable um, compared to a lot of the positions. I just think... The offensive line is so key to the Browns having a great season. They've got the best running back in football. They've got a potential top 10, maybe even top 5 quarterback. They've got talent at the, at the all over the skill positions. They, they may not have an elite wide receiver, but they got enough talent at wide receiver and tight end that they're in good shape. The offensive line has been something that we've just counted on as being good for the Browns. And I think you said this. It's like, eh, the tackles are kind of shaky on this team. Yeah. And because the tackles are shaky, Joel Batonio is the rock of this offense, along with Nick Chubb. Like, those are the two pillars of this offense. And they both play positions that are not traditionally valuable to teams. But Batonio's steadiness and excellence at that left guard position, when there's been issues all around him, to me is so important to keeping that line at at least a good level. Maybe they won't be elite because Jedrick Wills is not very good and Jack Conklin is always hurt and Teller's been hurt a lot. But I think Batonio makes it just a little easier for the guys around him. You know, we've talked a lot about Bill Callahan helping making Ethan Pochich a great center. I think part of the reason Ethan Pochich had such a great year is because he's got Joel Batonio playing left guard. And when you have a guy that's that good playing next to you, it makes your job easier. It's that simple. And I think he makes everything a little easier for the guys around him. Now, there's only so much he can do for Jedrick Wills because Jedrick Wills is what he is. He's just a guy. But I think he his if you lost him on that offensive line, I think that offensive line could go from good to bad quick without Joel Batonio. I think a couple of years ago, as Wyatt Teller seemed to be emerging, and you drafted Jedrick Wills, I think we all kind of thought, okay, Batonio's going to, you got to move on from Batonio. And now I'm like, you cannot move on from Batonio. He is the guy. So even though I would almost never have a left guard four, and in reality, I'm probably a little high. I'm probably a little high in the end with him on four. I still put him at number four because I think it's a huge, it's a unique, and I had Nick Chubb very high too, probably higher than his position warrants. But I think on this team, he's very important. 
Man, that so was a, that was a great explanation. I, I, I don't know if you, anybody's buying it, but there, I there mean, is. No, nah, I, I, listen, playing up front and on the line, um, you know, the guard position is, is, is undervalued, but if you got pressure coming up the middle, you're in trouble. Because, I mean, that's a quick, that's a, that's a zero to 100 real quick straight line to the quarterback. I also think that the Cleveland Browns being a power team, I really, really believe this. Like, if the Cleveland Browns want to get to where they want to go to, they got the pieces, but the game plan and how you go about doing it is a little bit different. I think the Cleveland Browns are one team, and, you know, the Titans are a team that likes to run the ball too, but they don't have the pieces that they have. The Browns have the complete set. They have the running. They got the guards. They got the the maulers. They got the running back who is tough to tackle, and he's a battering ram. They got the offensive line coach. If the Cleveland Browns have a passing attack that is is new age and can get the ball downfield, they got the prerequisites to actually punish you. <clears throat> and a lot of teams don't have that. Like it's it's almost a throwback. It's like fighting against a left hand boxer as a heavyweight. You're like, when the last time you seen a heavyweight boxer left hander? Like you got to get ready for it. It's just different. Um, and, and I think that that's the one key that the Browns do have is. You know, the three people in the middle, led by Batonio, the center, uh, you know, Pochich and, and, and with, with Teller, that they got they have the ability to really physically beat you, especially if they get you down mm-hmm. um, and they could keep the chains moving. So I agree with what you said. I, to me, Batonio is a borderline Hall of Fame guy. And I think if the Browns can do anything in the playoffs to get further in the playoffs, He's going to get more notoriety. It's a shame he didn't get it earlier in his career, kind of like Joe Thomas. But I agree, he's he's very important. He's the most important person on the line, even though he's a guard. Did I sway you at all? No, four is wait, <laughs> four is insane. Four is totally insane. Ten probably is close. I yeah. think I'd have him a, a few notches lower. It's a it's it's a guard. He's it, I guess let me start here. I love Joel. I think he's he's a f- pillar in the locker room. He goes about his business the right way. He's a professional. He's not a guy you have to worry about what's he doing when he's out of the facility. He keeps his mouth shut. He keeps his head down, and he does his job. Like Those are the types of guys you need on the offensive line. I do believe he belongs in the Hall of Fame. He may have a little bit of an uphill battle because of the position he plays, which is why I'd have him a little bit lower on the list. It's hard for guards. They're, they're more anonymous than probably any other position. And he's been terrific throughout his career, but he's 31. He's almost going to be 32 years old. And as we talk about the cliff for running backs, I just wonder where the cliff is for guards. And if he goes down, we've talked about it on the show multiple times, I think there's enough depth on this line. Are they going to be worse without him? Yes, of course they are. But I do think that they have enough talent on this offensive line that they would be okay. I, I can't put a guard at four. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in, in Deshaun, in theory, Nick, Miles, yeah. Amari right there. I, I put those four ahead of him. And you have coaches available to you, and too. And coaches. Deshaun, yeah. Miles, and Cooper, and who? Chubb. Chubb. I, had, I, had, I have Cooper three, and I have Chubb five. I think that's crazy. If you're putting a left guard over Nick Chubb on the most important players this year, I think that's nuts. But pretends probably where he should be, maybe 12, 13. They're splitting hairs at that point. I, I, I think – I hope he can finish his career here. You know, we've talked about it before. I don't know how long they can keep paying these guys what they're paying them, although they keep finding ways to find more cap space. But I'm telling you, show me another team in the NFL that's paying its guards $15 million and its quarterback $50 million. It doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. And that's why I think it may come down to a point where they have to choose between Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio at that guard spot. And obviously you would say Batonio yeah. 10 times out of 10. Yeah. 
Wyatt's a lot younger. We'll see if he stays healthy this year. Yeah, but Antonio's been, I mean. He's been a rock. Absolutely. He's been a rock. Yeah. But he, he turns 32 in October. How much longer does he have left? And hey, we about to keep doing this payday cash advance. <laughs> that's what we're going to run with. <laughs> that that's, 28% that's, interest? That's, <laughs> hey, you got it. As soon as you get that one, that next check, that check is going right to the cash advance place. You got to wait three days. <laughs> and, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm dogging Joel because, again, I think he's great. He's one of the best in the, in the game at, at what he does, at his position. And he's been... He's been such a steady force amid all the chaos, amid all the dysfunction and all the toxicity. He's been one of those few guys that you can count on that you know he's always going to do his job. He's always going to be in the right place. There's value in that. That's why I would have him as high for a guard. Yeah. Who would ever put a guard in the top 10, 15? It's because of how good he is, but by, there's a limit to how high I'll By the way, he hasn't the missed a game in six years. It's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. He's, he, better he, than, he's better than you even think he is. Yeah. And that's a testament to someone who gets talked about at a position with no notoriety. Right. right. Like Joe Batonio. For the yeah. record, the three votes behind the glass who put this together, we had him at 8, 11, and 12. So we were right in that range. Oh, who had eight? Uh, Anthony actually had eight. I had 11. Earl had 12. Batonio played every game his rookie year. Then in 2015, he missed six games. 2016, he missed 11 games. I can't remember the injury that he had. And he hasn't missed a game since 2017. He's been a pro bowler every year since 18 and all pro the last two years. I hope he makes it to Canton. He's even better than you think he is. I hope he makes it to Canton. I really do. I hope he gets a bust next to Joe because he's earned it. He deserves it. Has he scored a touchdown in his career? Yes or no? Yes. I, well, that's a crazy question, so I would say yes. No, he has not. No. Well, I, was, I was messing with you. <laughs> uh, and now we're going to kill Bulls Mike and bring in our next guest. Before we bring in Dan, though, we got a fast read. Guys, if you didn't check out Behind the Glass last night, I highly suggest you do. Yeah. Earl, myself, Anthony talked a lot about Deshaun Watson's comments By the yesterday. way, I have to – can you guys either pass me a tainted water or somebody go get me – I'm going to die if I don't have a drink soon. Uh, Anthony will bring out I a, might have to have a couple of sips. Of, even though our water's probably been poisoned. I'm going to have to have a couple of sips because I'm dying. I'm well, if you're, I feel my head dehydrating. I, I'll speak. take one, too, if you're As a matter of fact, matter of fact, I feel dehydrated. I guess we, we won't, you know, this is not very professional, but I don't care. Th- that's what curious. UCSS is, though. We, we literally bring that's you guys right. behind the scenes and on the Behind the Glass podcast, which is the three of us behind the glass here yeah. as Ananthony passes out. High-quality H2O that's definitely not tainted or poisoned by the good people upstairs. Uh, Make sure you all check it out. The episode is live. We went yesterday for about an hour. We did about 6,000 views on it already. Hopefully we get that to uh, to 10,000. Talked a lot of Deshaun Watson, a lot about what to expect against Kansas City in the upcoming season. (laughs) Not the upcoming season, on the preseason game on Saturday. And Steve, hit the fast break as we end this. And let's just bring in a laughing Darren Smith. He is our Kansas City representative here in UCSS. Yeah. We'll take Darren after the fast break. Darren's I usually thought- dressed head to toe in the finest clothing that Kansas City has ever seen. Today he's taking a little step back. But when we have tainted water, well, we get Darren in a polo. That's what happens. I thought it being cold might yeah, I- hide the taint. But- <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> wow. Super. The taintedness. Uh- of it, I thought making it cold, but it made no. it worse. It no, exacerbated I, just, I, the I was trying to, you know, chug it there for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, the taste it's so bad. See, it's Dan, so bad. See, Darren, Darren, this is what you come well, into here, Darren. Darren, you know what? When we grew up, we had to do the tap water. We that we we got it for the faucet or the water hose. Like, hey, hold on, hold on. I did that last night. Okay, I did that the faucet, out the bathroom faucet. Hey, I'm, look, I'm no, I'm no different, man. If I if I got to get something to drink, and that's the closest thing, that's where I'm going. So, uh, but it, so. 
Mikey talking about me cracking, but I'm cracking up laughing because as soon as I get the water, Jason takes a sip and, and says what he says, and I'm just bugging up laughing because I'm like, damn, that had to be some badass water. Oh, it's but, awful. Uh, it's gross. I don't know how bad water tastes. <laughs> awful. This happened once, like six months ago. <laughs> right after East Palestine is when the water tasted bad. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> this is, I think that but is East Palestine but water. I, I, but I do got to say to Jason's point earlier about the left guard position, I know you talked about quarterbacks and the position. Let me introduce you to Joe Tooney making $15 million and Mahomes making his salary. So that's true. But you have one guard. on the other side. But do you have one on the other side making that amount? Well, that's only because he's on his rookie deal. That's that's the smart part. So, yeah, he's, he's on his rookie deal. You're talking yeah. about the Trey Smith. So he's, he, he's on his uh, – he and Creed Humphrey come up come up for their contract extensions next year after their third season. So, well, let's see. I, I no, actually, no, if, I'm sorry. Next year, next year. If next you can have two year. guards making 15, 16 million and a quarterback making 40, 50 million, I, I don't well, know another and, team and in the league that has. My, and we're paying Miles Garrett a ton, and the Chiefs are not paying Chris Jones. What's the latest there, Dan, with Chris Jones? It's, he's not happy, right? He's not happy, honestly. Uh, Andy Reid and and you know Andy Reid and the organization itself. Not happy. The players understand, so they're, you know, they're staying out of it. I know according to Patrick yesterday when we talked to him, he says that he's talked to Chris, and you know he's not really gonna you know comment on his money or anything like that. So um, the week eight threat, you know, Chris has. It's interesting because Chris went to the situation on his first contract uh, with the Chiefs and. Uh, what happened with that was he didn't play in that in that in that first round game against the Houston Texans, and had they lost, he wasn't going to get he wasn't going to get signed. Chiefs obviously made the comeback. Following week, he plays, and, and then of course the Super Bowl, he played in that win, and he got an extension after Patrick did his deal. This time around, uh, you know he's he's going for that third he's going for his third contract, and while I think he's worth he's worth the money that he's asking for, I think that the, the biggest issue is to guarantee money. Brett Veach has said that, you know, that, that they're going to sign him and that he's going to be in long term. But now with Chris and the money with the dead cap hit, you know, the Chiefs are on the hook for $28 million this year. So, you know, they have no, they only have like maybe $200,000 in free cap space. So unless you're renegotiating Tooney and, and Travis Kelsey this season, I mean, you don't have any, you don't have any wiggle. So you have to either sign Chris or just play itself out and let Chris walk next season. You know, I, we were talking about this yesterday. I forgot how we got into it, Darren. Um, we were asking, is is the Chiefs, is the Chiefs really? Oh yeah, that you, talented? you got you and Ur, you were was it you and Earl or, or you and Tyvis? We're both out of pocket. I love saying out of pocket. <laughs> you guys were both out yeah, of pocket. They were very disrespectful. Stop teaching both these words. Is it is it yeah. is it Patrick Mahomes? Or is it more of the uh, the roster is actually really, really, really good if you look at it on paper? Because I said I was more scared of the Kansas City Chiefs when they had Tyreek Hill than I was last year, but they won last year too. Um, is, is it the roster or is it just Patrick Mahomes? Is that just much better than everybody? Honestly, it's a combination of both. Uh, General Manager Brett Veach, I mean, he's done he's done an excellent job since the uh, Super Bowl loss to Tampa Bay in restocking the one, the offensive line, bringing in Tony Orlando Brown and drafting Creed Humphreys. They had Lucas Niang, who was a rookie that didn't play the COVID year, along with Trace, uh, along with Trey Smith. But you know, they rebuilt that defense as well. So uh, it's a combination of the two. The, the biggest thing, and I, I think we talked about it last year. Uh, on your show, uh, Garrett, is the fact that when Kansas City uh, made the move last year and trading Tyreek Hill, what it what it essentially did was it 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 put the defense on notice that you could yeah you could probably 
double Travis Kelsey, but you never knew where Patrick was going to throw the football around. And so obviously, yeah, Juju, uh, you, you know, you drafted Sky Moore and, and, the, and the collective talent that they got uh, signing MVS as well. You know, you never knew where Patrick was going to go with the football. And so what you see on first and 10, you could easily see on, on, on third and long or third and short with the same offense with, you know, uh, Pacheco in the backfield along with Jerick McKinnon. So the Chiefs had so many weapons offensively that you never knew that, that you really couldn't double anyone. Darren, I'm just wondering what you thought of the quarterback, the Netflix documentary. I assume you saw it. I nearly Darren died was watching it. it. Darren was, was in it. Yeah, oh, I yeah. know. I had a six-second clip, man, and I'm still waiting on my check from from a home. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about how they portrayed Patrick and just the whole series? What stood out as someone who's around him all the time? What jumped out to you about it? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We lost, Darren. we lost your audio, Darren. Hey, Darren, uh, either mute yourself. No, 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 no. You're fine. There we go. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. So, no, so uh, the intensity uh, is, is, is what I liked about it. You know, he's... I think he took a lot from 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 Tom Brady. You know, after the first AC championship loss and the conversation they that that they had, uh, the biggest thing that I saw is that he works just as hard away from the facility that he does at the facility. You know, with his with his um, with his trainer Bobby, uh, Bobby. And so when I um, you know when I watched it, I just saw you know what he is in practice and what he is in the barbershop and what he is. Um, you know, game day, that's the same Patrick all the way around. He's a good guy on and off the field. People ask me all the time, is he, you know, is he, is he, is he a fake? Is he a phony? Literally what you saw on there is exactly who he is day to day. His brother seemed to be really minimizing uh, yeah. that. Was minimizing that by design? No, there was like a couple was, of clips well, of him here and there. That was it. That was exactly by design. Ted yeah. Cruz, who's, who's the Chiefs PR person, um, he was given a lot of credit for the editing. And yes, he, that was that was exactly my design. His wife came off good too. She came off very. And she's well, been yeah. annoying in the past as well. And I thought that they shined a good light on her. Well, first of all, one thing I I will not do. I won't say anything about his brother or his wife. <laughs> nope. Nope. After after what the NFL did to did to Jim Trotter, I'm keeping my credentials. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, hey, you are no just, smoke. Yeah, no hey, doubt. Like, like, uh, by, no by the way, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has got to be one of the most like. There's no way you can hate Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's the rival of the two teams I care most about, and I love him. I love him. I don't. I got nothing bad to say about him whatsoever. But my favorite part of this doc – I should, should have been a but. It was not an appropriate but. But <laughs> my favorite part of the documentary, Darren, of course, as I'm sure you can imagine, which makes – like, I love the fact when, when his dad – was asking him, ask him who, they, who, who do you think who do you think's going to win and who do you want to play? And he's like, well, the Bengals are the better uh, the uh, the Bills are a better matchup for us, but I want to play Burrow. I want to play the Bengals, and that tells you all you need to know about Mahomes. I love that. I wonder what the Bills took of that. I don't know, but what did you think of that when you when you saw that part? 
Well, I knew that because we asked him that uh, yeah. after the after the game after the uh, divisional game, and so you know we kind of knew his answer. I mean, he gave the, he gave the political answer, but you know when we got off the podium and right. you know in the back where the family is, that's you know he he, he told us that as well. So, I mean, I, I felt the same way because the whole talk the entire weekend was you know whether or not if Buffalo wins and you got to play that game at a neutral site down in Atlanta and if Cincinnati wins and you know you had the whole Burrowhead comment that grew into a life of his own but also the players wanted it because you know they had lost three games in a row and, and and every game that they lost to Cincinnati was basically from the Chiefs own doing you know they um I forgot what happened the first time around last year but you know but the team collapsed in the second half of the NC championship game where they were up initially 18 points and then I think 10 or 11 going uh coming out the half and then you know the offense just completely you know just just fell off and then and then this time around the last time they played in Cincinnati Travis Kelsey got stripped of the football um as as, as they were going to as they were going to try to punch in uh, the go-ahead touchdown and so you know so in the back of their mind that's just how they're wired you know they they want to play the best and, and at the time they felt that uh, Cincinnati was the best, and Cincinnati did pose the greatest threat because the Chiefs had lost to them three times in a row. Buffalo, Buffalo gets Kansas City in the regular season, but when the chips matter the most, you kind of knew that Josh Allen would do something that would, you know, uh, put them in a position to lose the ball game. Damn, you know, uh, we we talked about it a little bit uh, earlier, Darren, um, about you know getting Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun had uh, some comments saying, "Hey, you know, um, I shouldn't be mentioned in the top ten. Uh, I missed two years off." Um, from when we talked about a little bit was, you know, back when he was playing at his peak, you know, he was a guy that was mentioned along the lines of, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, obviously Patrick has took his game to a whole new level, um, being what he is today. But if you, if, if you can get a Deshaun Watson that is playing at a 2020 level, where would you put him amongst the quarterbacks like a Allen, uh, you know, uh, Herbert or Burrow, uh, guys in the guys in the AFC, you know, you got Rodgers there as well. Where would you put him uh, if you say, all right, let's slide twenty twenty Watson in that list, and where does he rank? Well, first of all, not to be disrespectful, and it's a conversation for another day. Don't ever put uh, Justin Herbert in the top five with with, with you know with Mahomes. That's a, a conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shots yeah, fired. No, that's that, that's no, that's real. But if if you had twenty twenty uh, Deshaun, I'd, I'd put him at number three at uh, at 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 best uh, and at worst no at worst i put him at number three at best i put him at number two i it, it's it's interesting because the last two weeks traveling to these preseason games i'm watching on espn the 2016 and the 2017 national title games and i'm sitting there watching like man if this if this guy shows up with the talent that you all have i've been obviously watching the show every day and, and know you know know what's going on when it comes to the browns if if he plays anywhere near 2020 and 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 before that because this is the best collective talent that he's had since his college days i, I have no reason whatsoever to uh, you know to not believe that you know that you all can at least get to the AFC championship game now, you ain't beating the chiefs to go to the super bowl chiefs are going down this year Darren. they're going down well kind of along those lines how i mean obviously everyone here in cleveland's excited and feel yeah. like the browns are right there with any team in the afc but outside of cleveland what is the view how are the browns viewed as a whole are they considered a legitimate threat in the afc or are they just looked at as just sort of a, an afterthought Honestly, they're they're probably still looked at as an afterthought. My sister, she's probably watching. She was like, I, I don't like him. I'm like, well, 
you know, you like me, watch the show. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, I mean, for me, the biggest thing is people can't, and I, and I get it. You, you know, they don't want to separate what happened off the field. Uh, you know, that had nothing to do with, you know, with, with his talent, what he does on the field. And they, and they bring that. And so to me, that class of judgment. And so because of that, I think that they can be under the radar, but if they start off good, obviously, you know, if you start off two and zero after, you know, against Baltimore and Cincinnati respectively, or, or it might be Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh uh, but if yeah. you start off at least, yeah. So if you start off at least two and zero, now people are going to start paying attention to you because they're going to be like, well, damn. And now they'll use the excuse if Burroughs doesn't play. Look, a win is a win. So if the, if anybody gets a win over Kansas City and Mahomes isn't playing, they're not going to give it back. So, uh, you know, to me, if they start off fast, they, they're not going to have a choice but to talk about Cleveland and, and, and be afraid of them. And like I said, I honestly – I'm a gambling man. People know me. Know I'm a gambling man. One of one of my bets is Cleveland and Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. Now, of course, it's the Arrowhead wow. Invitational. It's the Arrowhead Invitational. But I mean, that's you all have made the right moves in the off season. You know, I told you all about you know Juan Thornhill. I think he's going to be an excellent addition for you all. Obviously, you know, bringing in other uh, other uh, the um, the, uh, uh, the gentleman from Minnesota to go along uh, Miles Garrett on the defense yeah. and obviously, you know, Jim Swartz defensively. I I, I kind of see Cleveland mirroring uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in that, you know, your head coach is just going to be worried about offense. You know, Jim Swartz, you, you take care of defense, mm-hmm, whatever yeah. you call, it is what it is. And, that, and that's how Andy does uh, here with uh, with Steve Smith. He, he, just, he just lets him call it whatever it is it's going to be. And so, to be honest, and I've told Garrett this, you all go as far as Kevin Stefanski and that play calling goes. Now Deshaun obviously can't throw interceptions and does what he has to do, but that play calling is, is going to be is going to be so important. And that's to me that's kind of the separator when it comes to Kansas City and everybody else because you know Andy is sitting is sitting in his office eating a cheeseburger, drawing up plays left and right, <laughs> and 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 he and he gets the players' involvement and stuff, and yeah. and so they buy into it. And and if that's the same case between Deshaun and Kevin Stefanski, look, he was coach of the year three years ago. That's the coach I need to see for you all to get to where you want to go. Can can uh, can Andy give a, give Kevin a personality? <laughs> yeah. could use well, that. look, I'm only 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 if it's separate from the media because because Andy Andy does not you know he is just cut by the board, boring yeah. when it comes to the media. You know, he, he'll give you a little joke here and there, but obviously you got to see him in the locker room or someplace yeah. else for him to for him to really open up like that. Darren, what will be the higher number this year? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs wins or Kansas City Royals wins after the All-Star break? <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs wins, man. The, the wins by the Chiefs, man. The Royals are bad, man. They're, they're, there's no excuse for losing at least two of those games against yeah. Oakland the way they did this week. Um, no. I think it's amazing. And they, won, hold on. and they won $2 billion from taxpayers here to build a new stadium. Amazing. Can't, it's amazing. Can't the Kansas City has two professional, you know, major league teams. The Chiefs are probably the best organization in all of sports right now, arguably. And the Royals might be the worst organization in all of sports. Oh, right there's now. way worse, worse than, than Oakland. The, yeah, there's worse than the Royals. The Athletics, whatever. <laughs> Bottom ten organizations. They're horrible. What do you mean? They're as bad as anybody. They they haven't done anything. They who do they got? You got, you one got of your nothing. You got Bobby Witt Jr. You got to find with Pasquantino, Michael Garcia, Cole Reagans is coming on. He's not that good, and he's hurt the whole year. The kid they got, what's the outfielder's name who's developed uh, the 20th round pick? 
Gavin Cross. Man, I, I yeah. I, oh, I, I the kid out. Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Tigers. Forget look, it. Look, All you got is Bobby Witt Jr. The rest of the team blows. I mean, you got no pitching. They're still throwing out Zach Renke all the time. He sucks. Uh, I mean, he's terrible. Right, that's enough Royal stock. Uh, yeah, 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 that's, Bull asked that's too much for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Bull asked a question earlier that I think is ludicrous, that it's even a debate. But he said, for Browns fans, and now we can ask you as an unbiased observer, what's better, week one against the Bengals, if, if Deshaun balls out and the Browns lose 38-35 because Burrow does something Burrow-like at the end and they win, or Burrow doesn't play week one, Deshaun plays like crap, throws for 170 yards and two picks, but the Browns win the game because they're going against Trevor Simeon. What's a better outcome, a loss and Deshaun plays well, or a win Not and well, he plays, plays like crap? Spectacular. Plays spectacularly. Yeah. Or a win well, I, and he plays and like crap. I crowd. voted in the poll. Hold on, I actually voted in the poll. I, okay. I picked the win. I'm, you know, I'm. I'm Thank I'm you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, bunch yeah, of lunatics out here. See, I told yeah, you. Yeah, like I said earlier. Wrong. I mean, it's, we're not wrong. Sure. Yes, you are. No. Let me ask you this: If Deshaun Watson cannot bounce back to to Texans levels, the game, the Browns have no so chance. So if to he make plays well in Week One, that means he's back. There's a better Screw chance. Screw Weeks Two through Seventeen. That chance. doesn't matter. No excuses. Uh, DTR. No one's making uh, an excuse. No Take the uh, win. If there's a dollar bill on yeah, the ground, pick it up. Take the win. You can always come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because you can always play better in week number two. Yes. What, 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 what happens is, is week number one, you you know, you go back and look at the tape and see where you can improve, and you improve, make those improvements to go into week two. Yeah. But you take the win. About yeah, time someone started talking some sense that, around here. Either way, you're Garrett's feel. back on our side. But, Garrett, you're like Jimmy Haslam. The <laughs> last one to talk, I, that's whose side you're on. Let me ask you this, Darren. 176. Let me ask you this. 176 <laughs> on, on the uh, the, hey, the, fo- trust me. the the 176 follow- is going to be hard on my parlays. <laughs> the, the following the following Sunday morning, going into the second game, wouldn't you feel more uh, feel better about the team if Watson had played great and they lost than you would if he had played like absolute crap and they beat the worst quarterback in the NFL? No, the reason why is because you'll come in on Monday and be, and be talking about how St- uh, Kevin Stefanski's job is going to be on the line if they lose two in a row. So yeah. I'd rather just take the win. I'd rather take the win. I would not. I, 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 look, boy, I watch you all every day. Now, I'm not saying you would do, but I'm saying yeah. I watch you all every day. Gee, but, but I'm saying because, no, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, but you all are saying if, if he starts off slow yeah. by, the, by, the, by the Bible, he could be gone. So, again, you take the win. And, and, and you just you make the improvement. Look, if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play well against Detroit on, on September the seventh, Chiefs fans are going. You know, look, they want the win because you want to put yourself in a position to get the top seed at the end. Yeah, of the but that's different. Nobody's going to remember week number. No, but I'm saying, but no, yeah. nobody's going to remember how he plays to start the season if if you win and it and looks ugly. Well, that's and true. He, and, he, yes. and, he progress, and he plays well as the season progresses. That's all yeah. I'm saying. In the NFL, more than any other sport. You need the win. Baseball, basketball, there's so many games. You can have a stick baseball with basketball. I'm just saying, baseball regular season has no meaning whatsoever. No, I'm 82 and 162. You can have a moral victory every now and then. NFL, you got to get that win. Period. And it's a division game. You're more likely to get the double digit wins to make the playoffs 
with a great Deshaun Watson than you are with a, and who's, a 13 6 win over Trevor So, because Sanders. he sucks in week one, he can't go on and be You're great. Panic. Weeks two through He's going to be full panic if he plays like crap in week one. Full panic. We, there win is, or lose, no, they'll be full panic. Unless you just throw up all over your shoes like they did against the Jets. Yeah. Rarely does one week bleed into the next, into the next. It's all a whole new week. Darren, good stuff as always, buddy. We'll talk to you again. Uh, in season, man. Thanks for bringing some common sense to the, to the conversation, <laughs> we'll talk to you buddy. Soon. Anytime, fellas. All right, I got to go back Darren to watch Smith from, from <laughs> We love hey, talking Darren, with him. He's Darren awesome. really is an OG, Steve. You can hit a fast for me real quick. But Darren watches every day and he doesn't watch yeah. it live. He'll text me, Earl, or G, later and be like, yo, I saw y'all did this. That was cool. Yeah. Earl wanted me to tell Darren that he picked the Browns to make the AFC Championship game this year. So I know Darren, he's still in the queue. He's still listening. And, 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 uh, and that was Earl's pick to play the Chiefs in the Championship. Darren, your mic's not high. Hey, find out. But Find that out. is uh, on the Earl's thing. And we can end the fast read with one last thing. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. We got some really cool things in the works. And I got some news for y'all after the show that I can tell you. Oh, I like that. Uh, and by hey, the, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I want I want Earl. I want Earl to weigh in. Ask him what he'd rather do. Deshaun played yeah, lousy curious. Because he didn't Earl, didn't Earl have Earl, a Earl, text us when you hear this in 30 seconds. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, Darren, shout out to him. Darren is like, listen, if they, get, if they bring in an ultimate Cleveland support show, to Kansas City, ultimately, I, I, he said I got to be on the show. I'm yeah, ultimately Kansas definitely. City. I, I, I've talked to Darren about. Do we have stations in Kansas stuff. City? Tegan is not is oh. one of the issues, but we're, we're listen. Oh, that doesn't boy, mean that it's not is, possible. That was terrible. Doesn't that mean it's bad. not possible. That All right, guys, we have to wrap up, up here yeah. with the second edition of What's More Likely. We did this before. Yes, I took some of your feedback into consideration. I feel like we just did one. Or maybe not a what's more, what, but two crazy. Yeah, yeah, right, when right. when Bolt put that out there earlier, I was like, he's going to steal my damn thunder. <laughs> All right. Got but you. you didn't, and I appreciate it. All right. uh, so the rules for this. Yes. We're assuming 17 games We're assuming of health. health for both players. Assuming health for all of them. Okay. There are nine. We have three personal, six football. Yeah. Let's have a little fun. Here we go. With the first one. What's more likely to happen this season? Deshaun Watson throws 45 touchdowns or Nick Chubb rushes for 20? That's a great one. Again, Dang. again, we're assuming full health for both guys. Man, you be playing around, bro. Uh, Who's Deshaun the- Watson, 45. I told you I need 4,800. I told you I need 40 touchdowns. Both of those are very unlikely. That's Those are rare numbers for a quarterback or a running back. I mean, but didn't Chubb have 15 last, I guess, last year? Nick Chubb's career high is 12. Well, it doesn't say rushing, rushing. touchdowns. Oh, no, it total. is rushing. Just for the graphic, it's rushing touchdowns. Rushing, rushing touchdowns. Just rushing? Um, Do you want to add receiving as well? I'm going to go with Watson, 45 touchdowns. I'll Does take it Watson. change if it's total touchdowns? If it's total touchdowns, I would lean towards Nick Chubb. I think both are a stretch, obviously. Let's, had, go, let's go with total then. G, does it total, change your if answer If it's total, total touchdowns for Nick Chubb, I would go Nick Chubb 20. If it's total, I'm going Deshaun Watson because I think Deshaun Watson can get six on the ground. Uh, That's true. Oh, yeah, you're right. Nick, if you add in receiving touchdowns, his career high is 13. Not 12, 13. So I will still take Deshaun in 45. Uh, you, uh, you talk me into it. I'm going Watson also. I wasn't thinking about his rushing touchdowns if we go all perfect. 45 is bonkers. If we if you had a rushing touchdowns, that would be that's the extreme. But yeah. Nick Chubb's not getting 20 touchdowns. No. 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 So, uh, we'll, we'll he can't even get Watson. 20 carries a game. How's he going to get 20 touchdowns in a year? <laughs> all right, number two. Assuming full health. Yes. What's more likely to happen this year? Amari Cooper, 1,300 receiving yards. Or Elijah Moore, 1,200 oh, all-purpose yards. So easy. Amari Cooper, 1,300 yards. That's insane to think anything else. Uh, all-purpose yards. How many, ru- but, what, but how yes. many rushing yards do we think Elijah Moore is going to get? 50? He ain't returning 70? kicks. 70? He ain't returning kicks. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's just 
They're no, not giving him I'm, the ball three, five times a game. Um, would, would Cooper have last year? We just talked about this. 1,200? He had, no, he had uh, close to 12. 1,150. Yeah, I would say Amari 13. Amari Cooper. This is this is this is where the Elijah Moore you should have done hype is you the, the, the offense, going off the rails. The yeah. offense is running around Elijah Moore. I think you should have had Amari up another hundred and Moore down another hundred. So I had more lower, tough. and everyone told me, "Oh, they're going to pick more. That's too easy." No. So I actually upped the more, and maybe well, that's who the you dealing choice. with here, Earl and, and Anthony. <laughs> my 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 production people don't hate. Yeah, on but Earl and Anthony don't you dare like slander La La Earl, Steve Becker, director Stephen Anthony. I'll kill your mic. <laughs> can you kill my mic and not theirs? Can yeah, you do that? Uh, Steve, Steve can, hey, Steve, do it real quick. Hey, Bull Talk. Hello, hello. No one can hear you. You're coming up echoey as hell off their mics. Turn it back up, Steve. Thank you. Uh, you're out of timeout. All right, next one. Yeah. This is my favorite one. We should do that. Ten-second timeout. That's What's funny. more likely to happen? Director Steve goes 16-0 and on his week one NFL picks. Or Jason Lloyd dunking on a 10-foot Oh, this is easy. That's easy. It's Steve. Steve. At least he can – you could guess it's possible. They Jason do. couldn't possibly dunk I need a, I need a trampoline and a pogo stick a- to actually, get to 10 feet. Actually, if he ran really fast, right, and he jumped, I think two people can lift him up <laughs> high and, and make him dunk. What about like, a 9-foot? Does it change if it's a 9-foot? Like, so if he jumped, I no. can catch him by the waist, Pause, and just go put him up. He, can, he probably can do it. All he needs is a little boost. I don't even know if I could dunk on a six-foot rim. Uh, uh, Jason, you couldn't even dunk on a nine-foot rim, could you? Uh, A few years ago, I could. could? Probably not now. Probably not now. But 16 and 0. Were you able to dunk in your prime? Stop. Why would you ask that question? Any 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 Division One athlete? I don't know. You're you're pretty. You're a large human being. Uh, Dustin Fox is a white guy. He yeah, but Dustin's a. A defensive back. You were a defensive lineman. They're, they're, white DBs are, are extinct. Yeah, but those, <laughs> to be a white DB, you got to be they, a that, so, athlete. See, yeah. so they, Dustin they, had some hops. He, he, back he could dunk. He could still. I dunk. assumed you could dunk in your yeah, prime, course, but I course, just, you know, course. you never know what it is. Uh, of course, I, right. I, I, the, I, last dunk, the last dunk I got. I apologize was for insulting you by asking you if you could do it. Um, What's funny is, Mike, you can't dunk, right? I can dunk with a tennis ball. Not a basketball. No. I can dunk with a tennis ball. <laughs> what, what, what is that? Who it's cares if people can who can't a dunk ball. a real basketball do to make it feel like they can dunk? Now, if I throw it in front of the rim and you catch an oop, can you get it? Uh, I've never actually caught one, but I do think back in my heyday, like I could have, yeah. Yeah, we throw, if we mm. throw it up, it, some people can't palm a you, basketball. Oh, wait a second. You never practiced that in practice? So, in college, yeah. we had 15 guys on the team, and I'd say 13 could dunk. Yeah, and you were the one and who couldn't. You yeah, were one of the guys. Me and Eli couldn't. Uh, but we also had guys who were very athletic. So whenever we would do dunks, they would do their stuff. I'm like, I'm not trying. That would hurt myself. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. I was not all right. an athletic I, flyer. I mean, I Steve, you know, Steve, the odds of, of anybody going 16-0 and 0 or whatever it is in picks is very slim. But at least that's possible. Going, yeah, going, going up ain't the problem. Coming yeah. down is the problem. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Coming, hurts coming down. That, yeah, uh, I think I have a two-inch vertical. Real no, quick, you gotta, you real quick. Mary Kay tweeted. Uh, Kevin Stefanski says Dobbs will be ahead of DTR on the quarterback depth chart. Yeah, I don't think that's oh, a surprise. Yeah. I think we said that earlier. Well, yeah, we of told you Dobbs is going to be number <laughs> yeah. two no matter what. So Kevin backs it up. All right, next, Mike. All right, next up. What's more likely to happen this season? David and Joku catches eleven or more touchdowns, or David Bell catches three. Well, that's a good one. That is a good one. I'm going to say, how many did Joku have last year? Seven? 
I believe six, and I don't have internet. So we're this is go bad. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to David. I'm, I'm taking, going to I'm Joku. Joku. I'm taking David. I'm taking David Bell. <laughs> I'm taking David. <laughs> taking David Bell. At three ain't that little. Yeah, but how many? I little mean, ops around on the goal at, line and slant. At best, he's their sixth pass catcher. One of, do, one of them dudes going to get hurt. He's going to be in the game, and I, they go throw the ball. More. I don't I, think there's – 11 touchdowns 11's a lot. lot. It's a boatload. David Bell had 24 catches last year for I, one touchdown. I don't think David – I don't think either of these is going to happen. But if I had to pick, I would go in the Joku at 11. I would take David. <laughs> Dang. You're right. Guaranteed I, to be right. You're 11, going Bell? I'm going Bell. 11 touchdown is a lot. No, I, you know what? I would take Njoku because yeah. I think Only he's two players be... in the NFL. Sorry, Jason. I'm going to cut you off. No, two players in the NFL had 11 or more touchdowns last I year. I still think it's more Who likely than David Bell getting Kelsey Kelsey and Devontae Adams. Adams. Correct. How about the year before? How many at 11? Uh, no internet, so you have to wait. I mean, but David Bell. There's no way David Bell's getting three. That's why it's a good question. He might lock into one or two. Dude, he only had, how many catches did he have last year? 24. He 24 touchdown. last year. They got yeah, way better talent this yeah, year. Yeah, I know. But I, a rookie, I don't think you can t- – I'm not a big David Bell guy. Yeah. But I don't think you can look at projections from his rookie year and automatically I know, assume. But where is he – like, where is he in the depth chart? Oh, he's buried. He's like fifth at best I mean, on wide receiver. He, 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 that's why I said he could run yeah. into one or two. I don't three, think he's nobody three. runs into three. No, I, I don't think that, he's not, You don't play. He doesn't play it. I don't know. But eleven is, is nearly impossible. But, but Njoku, that was a good one. I, mm, I, I don't think Njoku. that's. I, I I give that at least like a point five percent chance of happening. And Joku with eleven. Yeah. Like it, one out of every two hundred seasons, that would happen. I'm kind of with Jason. What do you mean with Obviously, Jason? I the same pick. No, 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 no. But when he was saying it wouldn't be totally outlandish, oh, more great. than a half percent. I do think Njoku could be in. in you know, set for a He should be season. their big red zone target. He, like, he should be. Yes. I he hope should. so. I got him on my Dynasty League team. Let's go. Yeah, he Let's should. Let's go. All right, next up. All right. In a full season, what's more likely to happen? Mo Hurst getting six or more sacks this year or Greg Newsome? Three or more interceptions. That's easy. Mo Hurst. Yeah. Remember, we're assuming health. Yeah, it's assuming. Mo Hurst was yeah. very good with the Niners when he was healthy those first two years. And honestly, I don't know that he had six sacks. I've seen him have two sacks this in the preseason, but no well, other. He should po- be dominating third <coughs> team offensive lineman. I'm actually I'm going to take Greg Newsom in the three. Oh, he's jumping routes this year. I know that interceptions aren't really his thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Maurice Hurst, by the way, Maurice Hurst's career high in sacks was his rookie year. He had four sacks in 13 games. Yeah. And then his second year, he had three and a half in 16 games. With as much as teams throw the ball in the NFL, and I don't think teams are going to want to challenge. I, again, I'm on record. I think Emerson's going to be a monster. Yeah. I don't think you want to test the guys on the outside. I think they're going to go inside. I like Greg Newsom for three. Greg that. Newsom doesn't have any in his career, right? That's why I said he's Correct. not big on the interceptions thing. Eventually, that's going to change. Yeah. That's, that has to change. I, I'm good. going with Hurst. I'm, I've been high on Hurst since they signed him. I'll take Newsom. And again, for a, this, we're, we're assuming. Hold on. That's a, that's a, this is very Six good is point. a lot of sacks. S- for, <laughs> he's, for not, he's not even starting. With Miles? He's not even starting. But he's going to play. But he, but Newsom hasn't shown me no. Ability. Pick ability. Nope. Like, did he, he didn't have a lot of interceptions in college either, right? No, he no. did not. You just he was right. You just he, Interceptions? How many did he have in college? Do you know? <laughs> While I'm looking that's that so up, sneaky. let me ask you guys this. Just. Well, Jason, we'll start with you and with Bull. Percentage chance either of those happens. So give me a percentage chance for Hurst and then a percentage uh, chance for Less Newsom. than 5% for Hurst, 10% for Greg. 
I would say 2% for Hurst and 1% for Greg. 5% for Hurst, 4 for Greg Newsom. <laughs> I mean, he, like that's social sneak. But as Greg Newsom had one interception in three years in college. As that's much amazing. as teams throw the ball in the NFL, I mean, look who's. I mean, does I, he I, have high school picks? Can we, can we move some of the high school picks? <laughs> so he has played. Hey, Greg, don't let me down. I bet on Mike Miller to win a playoff game, and it never came true. Don't you better not let me Greg down. Newsom only played picks. 20 games in college. He has five picks in his, uh, one pick in his last five seasons. That's crazy. You know now, he, only played, that he only played a total of 20 games in college. He's never played a full season college or pro. He's played 47, and 47 games between Northwestern and the Browns. 47 games in the last five years, which is an average of 90 a year. Not good. And he has one interception. You, you wait till he has three this year. I'm going to dunk on all y'all on a nine-foot rim. He and Newsom's good. I mean, he does a really he good is, job sticking yeah. with guys. He just Maurice Hurst sacked per game. It's just not his thing. Not his thing. <laughs> all right, what's the next one, Mike? <laughs> All right, what's more likely to happen, assuming health for 17 games, JOK recording more than 100 tackles or Miles Garrett forcing five fumbles? I see Miles Garrett do get three forced fumbles in like a drive once. <laughs> How many forced fumbles did Miles Garrett have last year? Never more than five in a season. That, I mean, that seems pretty easy. JOK's not getting 100 tackles. I don't As know. They starting had starting linebacker in 17 games? They had safeties getting 100 last they year. They had two safeties get 100. Can he tackle? Huh? We're going to find out. We're going we to see. This is the this is a tough one. I'm going with Miles Garrett every time, though. I can't. Miles Garrett had two forced fumbles last year and one the year before. I'm going to take Miles in five because he had four in 2020, so yeah, he's right and there. He's not, he, there's no way they can double-team him as much this year because he's got way better talent around him. The, the only If it wasn't for the Elijah Moore and Dorian Thompson-Robinson insanity, we would have to talk more about the JOK insanity. Everybody seems to be just ignoring the fact that the best linebacker in the modern history of the Browns has said this guy can't play. We, we hope that's fixed. <laughs> we hope yeah. that's fixed, bro. Like, I, he, look, don't get it twisted. He has crazy talent. Like, he's fast. He's like the new age guy. I saw him make a nice tackle the other day. Hopefully, if he's not the focal point of what they're doing, and he could just roam around and tackle yeah. people. But, gee, he doesn't have the natural instincts, does he? No. I mean, he has a he's got that. crazy athletic ability. Yeah, but that's just. We'll see. I, I, I mean, JOK's career high in tackles is 76. Miles had four forced fumbles a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bet on Miles Garrett over yeah. JOK. In any Every yeah. time, no yeah. matter what yeah. category is. Yeah. I'll take Miles over yeah, JOK. I'm going to take that. All right, we got three more here. What's more likely to happen in 2023? Adam the Bull throwing up on set again? <laughs> Or Tyvis admitting he's not. Oh, both throwing wow. up. No question, it's both throwing up. Well, I, I mean, I've only thrown up once. That's more than Tyvis has ever I admitted. I ever threw up when I was on the radio. I did take a dump while doing a game once. <laughs> but yeah, Tyvis ain't ever admitted Tyvis he ain't going down like that, he's bro. He's not no. the go. We yeah, have, we have evidence that both is thrown up on set. I'm going to yeah. go with me throwing up, too. Yeah, and, and, and it all depends on, you know, we might get a bad sandwich somewhere. That's I true. mean, when Bull goes on a laughing fit, it looks like he's just oh, going to oh, die right there. Oh, he can throw up from laughing. He can throw up from laughing. There have been a couple of times I came close to throwing up from laughing. That's yeah, true. Yeah. So I'm taking strikes me. It's gotten close. Yeah. Have you had the, like, throw yourself back in the chair on air? where it's uncontrollable that I've seen from IG videos out of you. Have you yeah. had an instance of that on the show? Yeah, there's been a couple. Have there's there? Been a couple. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But not recently, I mean, though. the... The, <laughs> the what? <laughs> 
I will. Tyvis said Jesse no, Smollett. you got to say it now. The, the, the hair. Yeah, there was that one with the guest. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That hair. was so crazy. That was yeah, so out of pocket. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, ba- you do. A certain basketball Oh, yes, yeah, 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 Okay. <laughs> Tyvis also said Jesse Smollett one day, and I forget the context of what he was talking about, but Bull slid almost out of his chair. <laughs> Those are my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got two more. Oh, man. What's more likely to happen in 2023? Grant Delpit makes one of the all-pro teams at safety, or Jakeem Grant returns two kicks for a touchdown? Could be a punt oh or kick return. Oh, gosh. And now I think Jakeem Grant going to pick the team because I heard Stefanski talking about it like, oh, we just had him on ice. He yeah, was just it's a pr- yeah it's, and like if you think Jakeem Grant's a better returner than DPJ. Then you keep him. Then you keep him. And they might keep yeah. seven receivers because he yeah. might be one of them. Yeah. Grant Delpit makes uh, all-pro. All I mean, team, oh, no, no. He not, teams don't return kicks. I mean, did anybody have two ret- kickoff returns for touchdown last year? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're not giving us information? <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have the internet. This is, this <laughs> I don't have internet. I mean, you got a phone. No matter how many times you ask, he still doesn't well, have you got internet. a phone. Like, he sounded like the song. He's doing 77 things back there. <laughs> you're looking at me. I have to talk to – I have to hold a button to talk to you. So, first off, there's one hand. <laughs> I'm a lefty, so what now a, I'm trying to look it up on my right what hand. What a jacked-up system we have. <laughs> Give me Delpit. Give me uh, Delpit. All pro. That means you have to be one of the two best safeties I'm in the conference. I'm aware. I don't think Jakeem Grant's returning, too. It's a tough one. I guess I got to go with you there. I'll, I'll go with Grant Delpit, making all pro. I mean, neither of these is going to happen. The odds that somebody returns I think, I think, I think No, no, I think re- Jakeem Grant is going to return some punts. He'll go two good No, but it says kicks only. No, no, it was kicks and punts. It was punts. Oh. It, it, could be, it could be punts. Oh, now I'm switching up. Yeah. Grant, I, I'm going to go Grant returns two for touchdown. Because the Grant Delpit want to make – Even though it's still unlikely. Grant Delpit want to be an all-pro. He had to have like three picks. He's had like a half a good fumbles. season. The, fact, the idea that he's become an all-pro. He'd have to be a playmaker. Like, yeah. He'd have to have, I like Grant Delpit. I think he's going to be pretty good this year, but I'm going to flip. I'm going to flip to Jakeem Grant. It I'll is take, funny. I'll take Grant. We made this question, and literally seven minutes later, the video came out that he got hurt, and I was like, damn it. But we're gonna still go with it, and it didn't turn out to be serious. So, uh, you guys ready for God, the last this water's one? Awful. Yeah. So oh, bad. I can't God. even take another sip. All right, last one. Can you What's guys more get a likely different to happen? case for tomorrow's show? <laughs> Say it again. You get a different case of water for tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna show. taste the same. It's all from the same thing. We'll all try right, though. I'll we'll... buy a case and bring buy it. In. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do that too. We'll both right. buy, a, buy a case. Last question. What's more likely to happen this year? The Browns reach the AFC Championship game? Oh boy. Or miss the playoffs oh, altogether? Oh God, you're trying to get me killed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's a really tough one. You, I, put, you put the perfect thing, reach the AFC Championship right, game. Right, Is the perfect one. I mean, I you, guess, you have to beat, you have to beat, one of Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati to get to the AFC Two, maybe game. two. Well, I'm saying minimum. At least one. You have to beat one of them. That's right. Most likely. I guess or, we don't know that for sure. Yeah, or, and then you look at, you got the Jets, the Dolphins, the Ravens, you might have to touch up too. Or the Chargers. Well, 
some uh i have never been for uh, people keep reminding me of the story i wrote that all three teams could win a championship in 2024 mm-hmm. therefore i think it's missed the playoffs but i gotta die on that hill now and, yeah. and pick reach the afc championship game I, i'm gonna go miss the playoffs if i had to pick between these two if you the AFC is so loaded. It's, it's just easy. so hard. It's easy to come up with a scenario where you go 9-8, and 10-7 and seven and miss the playoffs. Like, I it's mean, not that hard. I think, I think they got a pretty good chance to make the playoffs, but, man, making the AFC championship game is so hard. There's so many more proven teams in the Absolutely. AFC. It's hard. They can do it, but if I had to say which is more likely, I'd go to missing the playoffs yeah. by, by a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. G? This close as hell. Uh, I'm gonna I'm go with if I would if I went with my gut feeling, based on what I've seen as a Browns fan my whole life, it would be Mr. Playoffs. But I just I, I it, this team looks too talented to miss. Like they they just can't miss. So I'm gonna go with the the uh, championship. Make it to the AFC Championship game. Give me the percentages for each, just like we did with Hurst and Newsom. Percentage they reach the AFC Championship. Percentage they miss the playoffs. Percentage chance they reach the AFC playoffs. I would say the AFC championship game is 15%. I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. I was actually thinking the same thing, 10 to 15%. And the chances they don't make the playoffs are 20. I'd say 33. Five? One out of three. Okay. I'm going to say 25 don't make the playoffs, 15 percent they get to the AFC championship. I'd say game. thirty-three they don't make the playoffs and probably ten or fifteen they win the or they, they get make to the, the AFC, AFC championship. championship. G? Um thirty percent chance and fifty percent thirty percent chance they don't make the playoffs, fifty percent chance that they can go to the AFC championship. Fifty? Yeah. I think it's half. Wow. Because here's the thing. My my goal is Vegas will disagree with you. If there. you if you win if you win the division, you get a bye, right? No. No. Only the top seed gets a bye, and the AFC North winner is not likely to be that deep. So, it's only one bye now? Only the one seed gets the bye. Well, let me knock that back down. Uh, 32%. See, you got to win two games. Unless you're the one seed, you got to win two games. games. 32% and 30% they don't make. Okay. You may have to beat, you're right, you may have to beat both. Yeah, yeah. Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. You may have to beat two of those. Especially three. if they're a wild card team. That's exactly Dang, right. Dang, bro. You I definitely have to beat one. You may have to beat two. And they, they changed that recently, right? Because well, I went to seven teams. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that was tough. Yeah. Woo! All right, Mike. That's all I got. We got that some final nice. thoughts. Anybody got a thing? That's it, man. I already burned mine. Happy anniversary to my wife. Putting up with me for 15 years. That's my final thought. Yeah. G? Um, subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Get the barbershop, too. Don't play around. Yes, please uh, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Subscribe to out. the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show YouTube channel, which G. Bush's barbershop will expand 3 p.m. live every Monday and Wednesday, starting the Wednesday before the NFL season, the day before the Thursday night opener. And please subscribe to my channel on YouTube, The Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Just went over 500 subscribers here. We just got it going on Friday. And so uh, help me there. Let me ask you guys a question real quick. Yeah. So in the same vein as your question earlier about Deshaun Watson playing well and or not, 
let's say we expand that to the first quarter of the season. Gee, would you rather have the Browns be 3-1 and one at the bye, but Deshaun Watson has not played particularly well. I don't have exact numbers for you. Or be 1-3, and three, and Deshaun Watson's looked phenomenal, and the defense just can't stop anybody. Or maybe that's too, too much of a loss. The, the problem two. with that one compared to just one game, start, is, no is that very, the odds of that, like, my scenario is at least that could happen. Like, Sean Watson could play great and the Browns could still lose. That's reasonable. Yeah. And if Trevor Simeon plays for the Bengals, it's reasonable the Browns could win a low-scoring game against the Bengals. Whereas the odds of Deshaun Watson playing great and the Browns going 1-3 are not great. Why? The Texans went 4-12 and with them playing great. Well, but they didn't have any talent around them. I'm just and saying. And even more, more unlikely is that the Browns would be 3-1 and against who they're playing with Deshaun Watson playing like crap. It's yeah. not likely, but yeah. it's not impossible. But... Listen, I have three minutes to fill before we wrap in up. That, I'm just throwing up <laughs> random topics now at the wall here. In that scenario, seconds. three and one. I, you got to take the, the wins. Every if you're three time. and one and Watson looks like crap, what's the difference? You're not because winning anything. Because you still have the bye week. Because you, you, still got, have you got the chance to write your shit. Yes, you one got 13 three. weeks to go. It's insane, and but one and three. three and one. How many teams make the playoffs after one and three? It's possible. I'm sure a number have done it, but it's not Bengals very did likely. did it last year. Okay, no, I just they said were. they were two and three. But how how often do one and three teams? It's probably less than thirty percent. Not making the playoffs if Watson stinks. You're three and one. What are the percentage the, the, odds the, of making the playoffs at three and what, one versus yeah, one and a three? A lot. Take the odds every and, time. It doesn't always hit, but and, take the odds. And you going into the bye, and you can we yes. can try to write the ship. Yes. You're like, hey, we'll figure something out. Yes. We'll, we'll look at some stuff. If they're one Two and weeks. three, I don't care how it looks. If you're one and three, you're screaming for everybody to be fired. No. Going into the bye. I'm not. Oh, yes, you not are. Not if Deshaun Watson's playing great. If you, if you come out of the bye. This is a, a very unlikely scenario. But, but here's the thing. Yeah. They would get, you, you, Stefanski would almost get, almost get fired. He'd get fired immediately. He's there to not say, if Watson's playing great. No, they said, well, Watson's playing great. Play but Jim you, Schwartz. He's gonna. He's Defense the next. Is shit. He's the next to go. You mm. know what's up. He's that next up on the chopping board, yeah. right? It's all <laughs> you you drink. You're drinking too much of that tainted water. Because, uh, <laughs> you're not normally this. Crazy. I didn't like that one because that's. I don't think that scenario. Three really and one in the NFL. Take the wins every time. And take, then think about especially it. Especially when you're the Browns. And then, this then is the freaking Browns. And we're then, talking about. Then what happens? If he comes out the next three weeks after playing bad and lights it up, and you're like, Yeah, they figured it out. Yeah. What's What's more now likely is they just story. lose the rest of the season like they did with Brian Hoyer when we were like, how are they seven and five? But let's go with it. And they lost five in a row. Well, because they put in that idiot Johnny Manziel. They would have still lost. Hoyer was falling apart at that point. I mean, they shouldn't have put in Johnny Manziel, obviously. But all right. What do we got coming up in overtime, Mike? Do you know what you love more than summer league basketball? Preseason football? Pickup runs during the summer where Amani Bates balls. Out. Oh, you saw that too? Oh, G. Bush, oh, I'm drinking see- a Cavs cool. Oh, baby. you see that too? Nothing's oh. Bulls' favorite topic. I heard my dentist was in that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shout that out to Bulls Butcher. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.